What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode six of the Set the Bar podcast. I'm your host, Ben Todd, along with my co-host, Lucian Rawlings, and today we're talking about client communication in the workplace. We'll quickly recap our conversation from last week about actively maintaining your friendships through life, and today we'll get into client communications in the workplace, how not to respond to situations emotionally, and how to follow a step-by-step process when attempting to solve a problem in the workplace. So with that, let's get into it. Thanks for tuning in this week, y'all. Glad to be back with you guys. Lucian, how you doing, man? Doing well. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, week sure, two. Man. Yeah. How'd you, how was your experience on week one? What'd you think? I uh, got a lot of nice feedback. Really enjoyed the topic and uh, looking forward to getting this thing going in the right direction. Sounds great, man. So, Ben, last week we had a little challenge we put out to one another and to our listeners. I didn't say that we got any feedback, but that's okay. We're young. We're growing. We'll get there. Uh, it was about communicating with friends, if I remember right, right? Yeah, that's correct. And we challenged each other to reach out to some people. Did you get that done? I did, actually. Yes, sir. And tell us about that. So it's my friend, Matt. Um, and I don't know if you guys remember, but he was my roommate and good friend from the Air Force. Um, going through a lot of life challenges. Just got married a few months ago, so he's got a lot going on. But reached out to him, um, made it super, super just general. Um, wasn't anything too specific, wanted to see how he was doing, um, check in to see how the wife was doing. And he actually replied to me and, uh, you know, he apologized for, for not, um, communicating to me. He's, you know, got a lot going on and which I understood, uh, but we had a really nice conversation. Uh, it's always good to catch up with old friends. Um, you know, especially I know that, you know, that those, those old friends that you go way back with, it's, when you pick up with somebody, it's, it's, it's like going back to where it was, you know, it's. You don't skip a beat. You don't lose where you were. Um, it's just life kind of happens to some people, and you know you just pick up where you left off. So it was it was a really good conversation. How about you? Uh, likewise, I reached out to the person that I was going to reach out to. We 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 stay in pretty regular communication, but I uh, stayed late at work and uh, sat in the conference room. We had a nice forty minute conversation and laughed a lot. Talked about the weekend and uh, have a little plan to get together uh, Thanksgiving. So really looking forward to that. Excellent, man. Glad to hear that. So this week, let's talk about what we're going to dive into, Ben. Okay. Which is client communication in the business setting. That's correct. And this came about because Ben reached out to me midweek about maybe this being a subject to uh, talk about this week. So let's get into why that came about and kind of get into the episode about what we can give the listeners to uh, take forward this week. Sure. So both Lucian and I work in the professional setting. Uh, he's in the insurance sector. I'm in the IT sector. Um, so we both have to face interface with clients um, on a routine, regular basis. And in my current position in the IT world, I do a lot of troubleshooting for uh, clients of mine who are experiencing some kind of IT difficulties. Um, now, generally speaking, when somebody is paying you for a service, they expect a certain level of um, competency, right? And when something goes awry or they have some deadline to meet or they have something pertinent that needs to happen and they get inconvenienced by a situation, generally speaking, they are not the most pleasant of people uh, to speak with. Um, and I had a situation this week where I experienced just that, where a client of mine was 
Um, they had some big deadline to meet, which I completely understand, and they had some IT issue that, that arose that needed to be resolved. Uh, and they reached out to me, and I was able to successfully resolve it while also navigating some um, communication ineffectiveness. Um, and I'd like to talk about that today. Excellent. Well, that's a very appropriate subject. It seems that uh, we're surrounded by client relations and feedback at all times. In our personal lives, probably every day, right? We drive down the road, we see semis, 1-800, how's my driving? What do we do when we buy something on Amazon? Get on, look at the reviews right after we find the product. What's it look like on someone's patio? What's it, what's going on with it, right? Like that that's customer feedback, which is very similar to a situation with a f- client-facing relationship. You just don't maybe get the review at the end of the day. So, let's let's dive into that a little bit more and uh talk about the obstacles that the client had, not specifically, but the communication obstacles what you did to navigate through that, and then uh, maybe we can get some information for the listeners that carry through this week in their jobs. Jocko Willink has a really good um, way of taking these situations. He calls it detaching. When you detach yourself from a particular situation, you remove yourself, in, in theory, you remove yourself from that particular situation, and you're able to look at something from an outside perspective. So I think the first, the, the biggest biggest takeaway from this conversation for me was um, professionalism in communication. There's a certain expectation when you're communicating with somebody that they will treat you professionally. Now, I've had jobs in the past um, outside of the professional setting that people don't treat you with as much respect or professionalism as you might like. And when I transitioned into the professional world, I thought that was different. I thought I had gotten away from being talked down to and being treated negatively. And for the most part, I've gotten away from it, but there are still some instances where you'll have somebody, you'll just catch them on a bad day. Um, and they come off a little bit more harsh and coarse than you might like. And it's one of those things where no matter how you're being spoken to directly, it's up to you to not lose your cool. It's up to you to remain calm. It's up to you to be the professional one and assure them that whatever they are experiencing, whatever inconvenience might be happening, that you are swiftly taking all actions and doing everything in your power to resolve that issue for them uh, while remaining polite, while remaining respectful, and just trying to assure them that you're doing what you can to, to help them. Sure, Ben. And I think a great thing to point out from that is probably it's a very emotional time for that person. They're having something go wrong, right? I I doubt your clients are often reaching out and saying, Ben, you're really doing everything we needed you to do. You did a great job today. I just wanted to call and say thank you. Yeah, I have never once gotten a phone call like that. Right. And that's probably because the expectation is that you will be doing as you promised. So there needs to not be feedback if that's going well, right? The product will keep selling. Someone will keep buying. Absolutely. The cycle will go on. Absolutely. They will reach out most times when there is a problem, right? So mitigating that is definitely something that you can do by diffusing a situation as opposed to emotionally also getting involved. Well, and the thing is, is people are emotional individuals and people are driven by their emotions in a general sense. 
So it's understandable that when something doesn't go as predicted for somebody in any situation, whether this is a professional setting, whether this is a personal setting, whatever it might be, when something goes awry, human nature instinctively makes it an emotional response. And one thing that we as individuals need to pay attention to is our instinct to to respond emotionally to a situation. One strategy that I like to employ myself is to stop and evaluate what is happening before I give a response. That help that that specifically helps me to not respond emotionally, to really understand what it is that's happening so that I can respond appropriately to the given situation. And as you remove yourself, you're using the most valuable skill that is available, listening, right? Absolutely. I And I also like to tell people on my team that we have something coming into the business, we have a desired result, and it's almost linear. And as emotion gets involved, we start getting noise around the line, right? And the more we engage with the noise outside the line, the further we're actually getting from the, from the actual, desired result, absolutely. correct? Yeah. Right? So as the, as the business facing the client, it's always best to, one, listen, and two, disengage emotionally from the situation. Not in some sort of serial killer, like, lack of empathy way. For sure. But to stay on baseline and always keep bringing the client back to the problem that we're trying to solve. Absolutely. And I listened to a podcast this week, Ben, coming to me right now. And it was Alex Hormozzi, who's a genius entrepreneur that we all would aspire to be. But he had a short episode on the difference between a dichotomy to be managed and a problem that can be solved. And if you can approach a situation where you can realize there is no problem to solve, I just have to manage this situation, customer service being one of them, right? Sure. Hey, we really need you to improve on the way you talk to us here at this business when you're working with us. Well, you're never going to always solve that problem. People are going to be drawn to emotion, right? But you can manage the dichotomy of your person on your team being emotional, the client being emotional. That's a dichotomy to be managed. Sure. Whereas when we have a problem, such as an IT, right? Uh, my TV will not turn on and I cannot connect the computer to show this presentation that's very important to my business, costing me lots of money. That is a problem to be solved, right? And as you communicate, you have to start being able to quickly decipher what, you're, what situation you're in. Are you in a dichotomy to be managed or are you in a problem to solve? And then dis, disassociate, go on the continuum, get to the get to the resolution and always bring the client back to the resolution. Absolutely. And, and I don't know how, how you personally like to do things like this, um, but when it comes to problem solving, um, problem solving is directly related to communication because without identifying the problem at hand, it's hard to uh, communicate that to your client or to your customer what you're exactly trying to do if you, uh, if you yourself don't have an idea of what the problem is. So one thing I like to do when, when trying to solve problems in that situation is identify the three most important key components to this problem, whatever those three most important key components are, and identify them and tell the, you know, communicate to the client, hey, this is what I'm seeing on my end. This is what I can do for you to help resolve X, Y, and Z. And once you lay it out there 
in a very easy way, simple for them to understand. Because you have to remember that people are in all different businesses. They're not an expert in insurance. They're not an expert in IT. We're not experts in the medical field, right? So when you're talking to somebody from outside of your specific industry, you have to talk to them in a way that's easy for them to understand. They're not going to get all of your technical lingo that's, that's going to go way above their head. So breaking concepts down for them in a simple, concise manner is really going to help you with that. Absolutely. And then when you follow through and get that problem solved, now you've won a client, right? There's no sales pitch in the world that beats that. So I think the communication with the client is key. So to keep this week short and to the point, uh, let's go back over what kind of what we just discussed, Ben, and then let's get a challenge out there for the listeners this week. Sure. So I think when communicating with clients or when communicating with customers, um, the biggest key is to not get emotional um, when speaking to them. They might be emotional with you because they are upset or distraught that something is going wrong, uh, but you yourself need to remain calm, need to remain neutral, need to remain assuring that whatever is happening, you will resolve. Whether, whether you're in the professional world or whether you're not in the professional world, it, it doesn't matter. Any client relationship, any client communication, customer communication, you need to attack it from that perspective. The second thing is when attempting to solve problems for somebody who is outside of your industry, who doesn't necessarily understand the technicalities and the ins and the outs, make things simple, make things concise, make things easy for them to understand what you're doing and why you're doing it, because that will give them more comfort and more peace of mind knowing that, hey, you know, this person knows what they're doing because this is the steps that they're going to take to to resolve this problem. All right. And that's a great segue into the challenge this week, Ben. So I would challenge everybody that's listening to this to take any problem that you have at work this week, small, large, coming from a client, could be within the, in the within building the if you're not client itself. facing, right? And take that problem and do follow these steps where we disengage, we look at the situation, see if it's a problem to be solved or something that we need to manage, and then take steps to eliminate the noise and get to resolving the problem. And see how much smoother that feels. See what it does for you. And like continue to implement that, even not just this week, but I would really like people to try to do that this week. All right, guys. And as always, if you enjoyed the show today, if it brought you some value, uh, if you learned something new, if you gain a new perspective, uh, please share the show. You know, we do the show because we want to help people. Uh, we want to inspire people. We just want to pass on the knowledge that, that we've gained over time. Um, also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review. And uh, go follow us on Instagram. You know, we're going to try to start uh, promoting the Instagram a little bit more, start, start shooting a little bit more video content for you guys, get some videos out there so you guys can see what, we, what we've got going on. So uh, please follow us on Instagram. All right, everyone, that does it for Episode 6 of the Set the Bar Podcast. Have a great week and be the best version of yourself.